podcasting. And it's probably like this for you as it was uh-huh. for me. You're thinking about marketing your content, like picture, photo. Or like, oh, I need to oh, get this yeah. picture of yeah. them. And you're worried about content. All right, what right. questions am I going to ask them? And then you have the moment where you just, you know, you space right. out and you're staring at their forehead and then they get done talking. You're like, uh-huh. well, I need a question to ask yeah. them, right? You know, we're going to take a quick break. Yeah. Do you believe in God? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Do you believe? <laughs> but like the Robinsons, you ever listen to the Robertsons uh, podcast? No, the Doug Dynasty? The Unashamed. You ever listen to that? No, I do not. Well, they'll just like it's so abrupt they're oh, really they'll be like let's just take a quick break and then like they come back and i'll fast forward 60 seconds and they uh-huh. come back but yeah you're thinking about marketing you're thinking about content what you're going to ask them and then you're thinking about well you don't do cameras or anything well i would do no, cameras so I i'm did worried one time that you you, did, yeah when you wanted me yeah, to yeah yeah and then we worried cool. about doing camera and so like yeah. you're running all these hats or whatever and trying to get out in 30 right, 35 right. minutes so that's a lot it is a lot it's a lot when you're not getting anything out of it you know <laughs> Like, you know, when people sit there and go, oh, um, I get, you know, 30,000 views. I'm pulling in a couple grand per episode. It's like, that's a lot more incentive than being like, oh, I'm in the hole, however many thousands of dollars. <laughs> and, and like, I'm doing my work in my school or whatever you're doing. Then you go, oh, yeah, I'm going to stay up till 3 a.m. editing this beast. Right. Right. Yeah. And then you look at your credit card bill and you're like, wow, it's simple cast <laughs> or whatever. That distribution for the audio is really charging yeah. me up. I guess we'll get around to that in a little bit. Yeah, better start doing some voiceovers. And then you start yeah. putting uh, posts out on Instagram. Anybody want to sponsor this week? Dude, yeah. We need, I need to Did you ever try? Have you tried to get a sponsor? I've gotten a couple, but. Um, cigars, right? I've gotten cigars, man. I got a whiskey one in the works. Um,. Not nothing for this episode, so we ain't nothing. gonna do any. Uh, oh no, low key, I, bought, uh, I bought these. Yeah, okay. no, yeah, we're good. We don't have to sponsor. Um, no, I mean little things like that. Had some people reach out, but what's also tough is, man, I'm not very, I'm not very money minded at all. I'm very like, oh yeah, I'd be, I'd be willing to just, hey, like, okay, you throw me a cigar or throw me a t-shirt mm-hmm. or whatever. Like, if I got a coffee supplier, it's like, all right, like you just give me a bag of coffee a week instead of like you paying for my podcast right. or paying for air like airtime ad space whatever I'm like oh yeah just give me a cup of coffee He's like that's four dollars well how wait how old are you 24 24 I'm 23 so we're still in that age of like oh, yeah. hey if you'll honestly just buy my food tonight I think that's good yeah for me. yeah thank you yeah, yeah. exactly because you know, well, I mean that's not coming out of my budget now. This is still the age where we're sleeping on people's couches and stuff and getting away with it. We've done it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah we've done it. Dang, dude. Well, uh, dude, I've been recording, believe it or not. Oh, uh, you have been? Well, you started You started dropping some wisdom. Okay, there we go. So I was like, you know what, dude? This is my first time back. I'm going to do it differently. So here we are. We're doing a different work. Cattle Call Podcast. Oh, I, I'm glad to be on here. Dude. It's, it's been a long time it's, coming. You know, we're actually, and I'll go ahead and tell yeah. the audience, we're neighbors. We are. And what's your name so people know? Oh, yeah. My name is Weston Downing. I am from the West Tennessee area, about 45, mile, 45 miles north of Memphis, small town oh. Covington, but essentially you just say Memphis because no one knows where that is. Right. Unless you're from Covington. Yeah, exactly. And Covington loves Covington. Right. And the people there, <laughs> they love it. Uh, but uh-huh. everyone who's not there obviously just wanted to get out. <laughs> And you kind of got out. Yep, down in Memphis now. I mean, uh, technically, I have a higher risk of not making it out my front door to work in the morning just with the crime here. Yeah. There was something. I don't remember where it was. I don't know. Something happened here recently. It always Stuff always happens. See, okay, Leanna and I, so for all the listeners, I have, a new, I have a new girlfriend. There we go. Her name is Leanna Benjamin. Um, Leanna and I, we had, we're doing 75 hard, along with a couple buddies back home in Nashville. Mm-hmm. And... We were having to do our second workout of the day, which has to be outside. So we were doing like a walk jog around the neighborhood at about 1130 last night, which is wise. That's what you, <laughs> that's what you want to do. And there's this random guy walking around 
With a suitcase? Uh-uh. Literally. He, like, it's one of those suitcases on wheels, kind of. Please stop. And it's like, a, it's like kind of an old school, like it's probably a 20-year-old suitcase. I don't know my models. But he was walking around, dude. It doesn't matter at this point. Yeah, he's walking around. And we I saw him a couple different times from a distance. And, of course, you're pretty much a silhouette yeah. at 1130 at night when you're looking a block away. I'm like, what's going on? Like, I got a suitcase? I thought maybe he's waiting for a cab or something and he's uh-huh. had a late-night flight. And we come back around another part of the neighborhood. Now he's there and he's walking towards us. And That's he kept so weaving weird. back and forth. And he got real close to us and we kind of acknowledged him and said hi. Because, I mean, you're the only ones out there. You kind of have to. Mm-hmm. And we're talking. And he like then he stopped. He was like talking to himself. And then he stopped. And like her, uh, her and I are walking like uh, you know past him. Yeah. So now we're like looking at her peripheral vision. Yeah. And I'm locked and loaded, baby. How about, all right, uh-huh. don't make me send this guy to glory. You've already got your hand on your shirt. Oh, dude, ready I'm up. ready. I'm like, you hold my coffee because I might have to absolutely right. send this guy to the throne. So, I mean, thankfully nothing happened. But it's like weird things like that. Like, what is this guy doing? And then we saw him like three other times from a distance. You have to take a different route. Right. I'm like, is he strung out on something? Who knows? People don't understand the normal in Memphis. My buddy literally sent me a, a picture, Snapchat, whatever it was. It was a few months ago. Lamar Avenue, which oh. is just a wonderful area to be, if you know yeah. what I mean. And it was and a it picture. stretches all through Memphis, too. <laughs> it's, a, it's a massive, like, artery. Let's just say yeah. you can see a lot of action on Lamar. Oh. There, it's the intersection, and uh-huh. there's a wheelchair sitting here. And uh-huh. in the wheelchair is a dog just sitting just there. Just a dog in a wheelchair. Just a dog. And I don't know if he had sunglasses on or not. But it was just he'd just been chilling. And somebody had sent that to him and sent it to me. And he just said, Lamar Avenue, shake my head. Yeah, dude. But honestly, if you didn't see that, you'd be like, all right, what's going on in Lamar? Are they cleaning it up? What's right. going on? What <laughs> Where are all the people it? at? Yeah. Oh, there we go. There's a uh, dog in a wheelchair. There's a chihuahua with some Ray-Bans on. No big deal. <laughs> in a wheelchair. Man, that's awesome, dude. Well, uh, welcome to Cattle Call Podcast. Man, it's good to be here. It's good to be back in the saddle. I've not even <laughs> produced something in like two or three months uh, for a lot of reasons, mostly because I'm soft. But now we're, uh, we're we're trying to be disciplined like you. Um, and now you're trying to be a cigar smoker like me. So I we, know, so, we're about to have our first cigar. Yeah, you're so, about to have your first cigar. Yeah, dude. I have never okay. had a cigar. Dude, I've never smoked anything you, before. Have you ever held a cigar? Well, I, okay. Let me, let me back up. Because there's a picture of me with a cigar freshman year of high school. And my buddy from that's literally my neighbor growing up, one of my best mm-hmm. friends. And he will disagree and say, no, I did smoke it. I think I just put it in my mouth. But I don't know. Was so you're going to have to wait. Walk. Was it lit? Yeah, when you put it in your mouth? Yeah, it was lit. Uh, but I, I didn't take a puff, though, to my knowledge. So yeah. this is the first, technically. This year. Because I don't even know what I'm doing. Right. Okay. Well, we'll walk you through it here on the air. Um, so here's your cutter. Okay. And see, it always sounds like That's when like, I listen back to the episodes that I have no idea what I'm doing with cigars because every time I do a smoke and mirrors, I let it go out. Yeah. And so I'm over here like, oh, my, my cigar's out. I got to relight it. And like, this guy's an <laughs> idiot. He's some big cigar guy and he can't even figure out how to keep a cigar lit. But when it's so 20, you have to keep it lit. Yeah, you you keep it going. Okay. Like now, the, the better quality a cigar is, and the tighter it's rolled, let's say, mm-hmm. the the more like longevity it has right. after it's lit. Okay. Without you having to keep it like lit. So, so you buy cheap cigars, is what you're saying? Oh, hold on now. <laughs> <laughs> I buy average cigars. You buy uh, average cigars, and you're saying yeah. you, you don't know what you're doing. I'm saying it seems like I don't know what I'm doing. Okay. I do know what I'm doing, not as well as I'd like. But okay. you have to keep, like, when you, okay, when you inhale and you're pulling in that oxygen, yeah. of course, it's like um, inflaming your Because I'm not sucking it down to my lungs. No, you're not. You just pull it into your mouth. And, look, it, people are going to say, what this idiot is doing yeah. on here? Hey, look. It's first it time. Okay. So this is entertaining to somebody, I'm just saying. Uh, about you having your first cigar? Yeah. 
Dude, you, right. you might get yourself a girlfriend out of this. So man. I've got a Camacho. Yeah, that's a good cigar. Okay. I have a Cohiba in honor of Michael Jordan. Dude, it reminds me of like a sweet tea. A sweet, a sweet tag. Okay, a all right. Sweet. Welcome Mr. to Covington. Look, I forgot you're from Kansas. <laughs> Hold on, yeah. dude. Hold go, on, go Chiefs. Go oh Chiefs. yeah, go Chiefs. We, <laughs> we love the Chiefs, though. What's a Kansas accent? That's really not one. It's because well, they're, the they're not Midwest and they're not West and they're not Southern. Well, they're even not North. Midwestern is like the ideal oh, don't news you anchor. Know? Yeah. That's not, but that's like South Dakota, Kansas. That's like Minneapolis. Yeah, it's like oh, I'm from Dakota. You know? Yeah, oh Dakota. for sure. And then you go to Canada and it's. Dakota, hey, I'm from Dakota, hey, I'm from Canada, hey. That's true, Canada, hey. And then people are going to make fun of me over here, and I'm over here talking like, see, if I go back home, if I literally go, Uh it's so, Memphis, you're in the city, and then if I go 45 minutes north of here, I'll start talking like this, and like, I'll just drag it out, won't even know. And you have no idea you're doing it? Sometimes, I don't know. Is it, is it like subconscious? It's just you get around people, and they start start, talking like, yeah. yeah. That's true. Yeah, see, my, my dad will do it. At certain times, I'll notice it with him. I go, that's not your real voice. Okay. So that cutter you got, that's dangerous. That is. You could stick a finger in that and... Chop, chop. It's a double guillotine is what it's called. So what you want to do is like, okay, you can see here, we got to cut. The nub. Okay, the nub. Is that what that's called? I I wouldn't call it a nub. Technical terms I mean, I only, you can, call the, you can call it the tip. I don't know. But, okay, I think it's called technically the shoulder. Okay. The way, okay, you can see how it comes down, and then you see your width of your cigar. Yeah. That's like your your ring size, pretty much. Mm-hmm. Um, and then what I usually do, now, of course, the closer to the tip you cut, the smaller hole you have. Okay. And the smaller hole you have, the less smoke that comes in when you pull. And the less smoke that comes in, the longer your cigar lasts. Because the more smoke that comes in, the more it inflames the cigar, the more it burns the paper. Okay. So that's one thing, too. It's like if you want a longer smoke, I want to get an hour and a half, two hours out of a cigar, you want a smaller hole. Or you can do a bigger hole, but you just take less puffs. Okay. So what I usually do is All I right. go about right here where it starts. to It's almost the width, but it's still All right, he's cutting it's still it down up a for those bit. at home. And uh, this is where you need like a, a nice video. Okay. So I usually go. go about right right past the width of the there cigar. Slight pressure. Top, and you want to like lock both sides down. Okay. And then here Bailey's probably going to eat it. And just one, like one motion, just snap her off. Wow! Oh, that's a good cut. Yeah. So you're like, okay, that's a great cut. So I mean, not because of me, but because it's a good cigar. So it's roll tight. So now I don't have all this like frayed paper because you have your you have your wrapper, your binder, and your filler. You don't want like right there. Yeah, that was pretty good. You okay with that? Yeah, and just go fast. Like that? Not terrible. Now, do you have any like loose like remnants anywhere? Like around it? Yeah, and like on the top and stuff. Right there. Sometimes I'll kind of put my mouth on it, and you'll get like any powdery paper left, and you kind of spit it out. But you should be you pretty sh- good. You mean lick it? Is that what you're saying? Uh, it's entirely up to you. I'm going to lick my finger. <laughs> Gosh. There we go. First timer. First timer. I mean, um, I can just kick this in the... There we go. Yeah, yeah. Okay. We're, we're outside. The dog will eat it. As much as I want to smoke inside since it's 90 degrees. You don't recycle these? mosquitoes. What? You don't recycle the ends of it. Are you recycle-friendly? It's paper. It's tobacco. <laughs> <laughs> What's more sustainable than a plant? What's more biodegradable? Okay. So here's your torch. Everyone's gonna be like, "What is a what is the purpose of this? this guy's been gone for two months and he comes back and walks us through a, a cigar tutorial?" This is good. Okay. All right. He's lighting. He is lighting. You can't, you can't really see because it's light out, but you can kind of see your torch. I see it. Okay. You want to go to the top? We've got blue flames here. It's yeah, hot. Right oh, there. oh, you're not even close to it. 
No, that hey, thing just lit on fire. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah, the sucker runs. Like you don't, you don't ever want to go close down to like where your like jet engine would be. I'm, I'm telling you, you just you look at all the tools that go into this, and I'm just thinking they're literally a bunch of torture devices for mm. cigar smoking. It sure could be. Oh, you. That's a good puff on it. Okay. Mm. Oh gosh, that's good. Yep. So you want to go just right above it, and I just rotate it. And of course, when you puff, you get it going. It's like a, I don't know, like a primer or something. Yeah, and then you can kind of tell. Now, at night, it's easier to see. You can see your flame. <laughs> um, this is going to be fun. All right. Your manhood oh, man. is on the line here. Now, don't light the, the end that you smoke out of. Light, so the one you didn't cut. Okay, the one you didn't that's cut. That's what you're going to light. All right, and so I just... Hold it down. This thing going. Try to do it. Okay, there we go. He's learning. So this is Weston Downey. And Weston, you have a podcast. Dude, I have a podcast. It's called The Long Run Podcast. You want to ask me what it's about? As yeah, I'm, man. As I'm go, go for this. it. Yeah. Is, this, is this right? I'm like just rotating get, this. Get like over the flame. Like you're off to the side. Okay, don't make me sound like an idiot now. Well, it's probably just from your vantage point you can't see. Oh, is the flame going? Okay, there we go. Yeah. Is that too much? No, you're good. And now kind of light the end. And then you probably want to start taking a couple puffs on it. You can kind of get away with not puffing with torches because they're so fast. Like when you have a match or other little lighters, right I usually will be puffing as I light it. Yeah, now take some puffs. I think like you're running out of fuel in your torch here. It might be. It's taking you about three minutes to get the edges lit. <laughs> there we go. Right there? Yeah, now now take a couple puffs. Now don't inhale. Just like here. Like, like. Oh, man. He's trying it. Let's see how it goes. So I pull it in and just exhale out. You'll kind of get the rhythm of it. Oh, <laughs> it kind of burns the back of your throat there. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome to the show. <laughs> yeah, it feels good to be Dude, here. Everyone wonders, you have such a radio voice. And you're like, well, probably had a couple hundred cigars. I mean, it's it's got to be a little bit of it. Definitely doesn't make your voice higher. <laughs> Yours is Weston Downing. Host of the Long Run Podcast. Yeah, so my podcast is a, uh, I guess technically mm -hmm. a Christian podcast. Right. Which is why you can't talk about the name. Dude, I need some sweet tea with this for real. You do. We could, we could Uber eat you some sweet tea here. Did it go out? You need a little bit more lit. Here, dude. Uh, here, talk about the podcast. I'll get you lit. Okay. Oh. <laughs> yeah, podcast. The Long Run Podcast. So essentially, the which I'm not doing any episodes anymore. I haven't done an episode since February. I think I told you earlier. And the whole uh, idea behind the podcast was focusing on the long run of eternity. Life is short. I've heard it put like this uh, from a, not, I wouldn't say famous, but an evangelist I listen to a lot. Who? Uh, Ray Comfort. He said, uh, there's a rumor going around, or a statistic, that 10 out of 10 people die. <laughs> I don't know if you've heard that before. <laughs> and so he was essentially telling his testimony of how he became a Christian. And he said he was he had everything he wanted in life. I think he was 25 maybe. He was married, had a business he was owning, had everything he could ever want in life. And he just sat there thinking on the edge of his bed. He said, all of this could just be gone one day. I could just die and lose all of this. He goes, And he was just kind of questioning like we all have done in our life probably, uh, meaning and purpose of life. And so he said it felt like his life. Uh-huh that 
he was standing in a giant line of people, and everybody was just walking off the edge of the cliff. He, he that's what he right. that's what he compared death to that metaphor. That's true. And he yeah. said he was the one in the line poking his head out, looking up and down, saying, "Can I get out of the line?" Which right. I think is natural for us to say. And you go back to the Bible and Scripture, and it says that eternity is written on everyone's heart. And mm-hmm. whether you believe in the Bible or not, I think everybody can find that true. Of hey, I don't want to die. Who wants to right. just die? And some people, you might find some people that say that might have an illness, might have a right. view that nothing happens after death. Right. But still, when you get down to it, no one just doesn't want to die. Like, we all hope there's something on the other end. Right, yeah. So that's what you named the long run, saying, I'm playing the long game here. All this, you know, all the stuff I'm doing today, how it affects this with the long run. Right. Right. I'm, like, getting a water right now. <laughs> they didn't hear me coughing off the air. Oh, man. Poor Weston. Yeah, so it's about the long run of eternity. And so with that being said, if so if you're a Christian, uh, obviously there's a hope that you go to heaven. I think we all have some type of, well, not all. Most people right. have a belief in heaven. I don't even want to say most. I think that's not fair. But Christians have a belief in heaven or hell. Right. But a lot of, if you're religious in any form, Buddhist, um, if you follow Islam, if you're Christian, if uh-huh. you're, uh, what's another Jewish. one? Yeah, Jewish. Uh, Confucius. Confucius, Mormonism, like all yeah. that stuff. There is something on the other side, usually, whether you come back in some other form or you're right, going somewhere right. else. So I think we all had that view. So, yeah, being Christian, we believe in heaven and hell, and the podcast is about, all right, how do I make my life count here on earth? Is it just about right. you know living for myself, more money, more car, like, you know, like all that right. stuff, more comfort? And so we would talk about that from a Christian perspective and a Christian worldview of how to make your life count by right. essentially obeying the first two greatest commandments, which is loving God with everything you have and loving people as you want to love yourself. So, right. Which I think everybody can get behind, but it's just different being a Christ follower because it requires right. more following Christ. So That's true. Yeah, more complete submission, which, yeah, it's the thing where it's like, you know, being a, a Christian, like it's not, like it's not complicated. It's just not easy. You know, there's there's really nothing easy about yeah, I'm going to be like full surrender, like completely hands off. I remember, so you just did downline. We can talk about downline for a second. Uh, I remember Kenan Vaughn, who is a, uh, <laughs> go to hell, brother, uh, <laughs> who is the uh, founder of downline. And he's the pastor at Harvest Memphis, I guess, Harvest Church. Yeah, Harvest, Harvest Church Memphis. Memphis. Uh, and he was talking about in the Old Testament, like we were, I think we were walking through Leviticus, and he was talking about you had all these different uh, festivals, and right. and you would go to Jerusalem, and like the father of a family, being the leader of the household, they would bring a goat or like a spotless lamb, and they would go to the high priest, and they would pretty much they they'd, they'd save up and they'd buy this spotless lamb, this goat, mm-hmm. and then they would have this pilgrimage to Jerusalem from wherever they were in the Middle East, so they could get to the high priest. And have it sacrificed for the atonement of the sins on behalf of his whole family. And there's the the moment that Kenan was talking about was you go into like the Holy of Holies pretty much. Mm-hmm. And you help the priest pretty much strap down this animal to the altar so it can be sacrificed to God. But nothing can happen until you take your hands off. And the father of the family will hold down the animal while the priest gets everything ready for the ceremony. And then the priest puts his hands there where the father's is. Yeah. And 
the father talk about all the, like, the different emotional attachments right. and all the stuff where it's like, well, you've been with this well, animal yeah, and yeah, the kids have seen it growing yeah, up. They probably yeah. got a name for it. Oh yeah. And they just Billy. walked it for however many months through the desert. Right. And it's also like, I'm about to, this thing's squealing and crying and you know, you're, you know, it's about to get killed, but it's like, man, in order for the atonement of your sins, like you've got to take your hands off right? and nothing can happen for your righteousness until your hands are completely off and you turn to walk out of the Holy of Holies. Right. I remember like him talking through about like, and a lot of people go through life. A lot of Christians go through life and we all struggle even if we, you know, are, are better about it, but there's stuff in our life where we just refuse to take our hands off and we're, we're sitting up there on the right. altar and it's like, I, I'm not ready to hand it over yet. Mm. I remember talking through that and I was like, dang, right. That that's a year and a half later and it still sticks with me. Right. It's like being a Christian. It's like, all right, well, it's pretty much like complete hands off everything. Yeah. That's tough. Yeah, and I think it's contrary to what the world's belief of a Christian is. Because all right, so say I go on, I go on a news station, CNN, Fox News, whatever. Newsmax. Newsmax. I know CNN's actually your favorite. I think. <laughs> <laughs> Let's say you go on there, you uh, say I'm a Christian. Boom! As soon as you say that, everyone's going to yeah. immediately have an opinion of you, which is fine. It doesn't matter if you get up yeah. there and say you're a podcaster. I think of Joe Rogan. And how you're yeah. not Joe Rogan, yeah. <laughs> or if you're, or you sit yeah. up there, I'm a race car driver, or whatever. Mm-hmm. That's what we do as humans. You immediately paint a picture yeah. in your head of what you, have you like think. You have a connotation, are. right? Correct. And so with Christians, we associate something with. But I think what we see in America is maybe you think of like the biggest church that you've seen, or like uh-huh. you know, oh, I need to go to church because that's the good thing to do, right? Or I need to go to church because that's what a good person does, or you know, if I don't know, like. You think of Christians trying to get you into their church building or like maybe they're talking about, you have some connotation like you said, but honestly, we don't, like in Christianity, like Uh following Christ is open to everybody, everybody, don't get me wrong, but when, if you actually go and you read your Bible, like Jesus, when the crowds would follow him, he would reply kind of harshly. He, now he had compassion on the crowds, don't get me wrong. When he, Mm -hmm. I'm sure a lot of us are familiar when he multiplied fish and bread, it said he had right. compassion on the crowds because yeah. they'd been following so long. Yeah. But a lot of them, he knew their hearts, though. And he knew a lot of, of them were following him right. just because they saw fish and bread be multiplied. They huh. saw like something crazy happen. We call it a miracle. Yeah. And they were just following to see more miracles. And he would have to um, rebuke him in a way. And I'm trying to think of an answer he would give him. But essentially, he'd give something to kind of a parable or something to right. to kind of throw him off the trail a little bit. Or he would get in a boat yeah. and go or just like, run off. I, yeah, you need to think on this now. Right. So just consuming what I gave you, like think more about it. He was testing their heart. And so, and my whole point wrapping around this is uh-huh. we think with Christians, it's like, oh, just come to my church. Oh, come do this. Oh, come do this. And it's inviting. But there's a lot that goes into following Christ. You said it's yeah. simple, but it's hard. Yes. Mm-hmm. And I think maybe a lot of people think, oh, it's just some thing I identify with politically, culturally, right. or whatever. I live in the South. Everybody's a Christian here. Uh, Memphis, oh, yeah. probably not. You're in an urban area. And, you know, you have such a melting yeah, very, pot of yeah, people. Diverse, but yeah. you go back to where I'm from, everybody's a Christian. Yeah. But is everybody? And I'll say no. And you say, yeah. well, that's very judgmental of you to say that. But I'll say, I'll quote scripture that there's going to be a lot more people that go to hell, unfortunately, that there's going to be yeah. that'll be saved. Right. Because the truth is we love ourselves and the things of this world way too much than we love yeah. the things of God. And I'm guilty of that, too. And I wrapped that all around. I don't know why we got around to talking about this. Yeah. But there's, you know, when Jesus said, if you, and I'll sum it up like this, yeah. and we can transition to talking about discipline. Uh, and oh, me come on now. Choking on this cigar. But Jesus said, uh-huh. if you want to follow me, yeah. quote, unquote, be a Christian, he goes, you have to deny yourself 
and right. take up your cross. And, you know, because he died on a cross, right. which is a Roman torture device. So I'm not right. saying go and torture yourself. No, no. But you have to deny, which is which is hard, which is not yeah. natural for all of us to do. And w- which, what yeah. you said, it's simple. Deny yourself, take up your yeah. cross. Okay, that's, that, that's simple. Nothing about that is complicated. But it's impossible. Boy, is that tough. Yeah, yeah. right, right. Yeah, deny yourself. That is, man, that's tough. I'm reading uh, Can't Hurt Me by David Goggins right now. Oh, yeah? Is uh, that good? Dude, it's so good. I No, we were driving back up from Pensacola last freak, week. He's a freak, man. Yeah, and I probably read half of it in one sitting. It was so good. And you know what? And his story is so different because of what he did to get to where he was. Yeah. I mean, how heavy yeah. was he? He was like 325, 350. He was, like, over, he was over 300, yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. But then just waking up one day and saying, I'm tired of this. I'm tired of yeah. being this. Yeah. I'm going to go be a Navy SEAL. Yeah. Was it right out the gate he said yeah. that, though? Uh, well, he went into uh, the Air Force first. And was doing special, like special operations. Oh yeah. And um, I think he was medically discharged, and then after that is when he got big. He was already big. Then he lost a bunch of weight, and then he got even bigger after that. And then he went in to go, I'm gonna do Navy. And he went through uh, Hell Week. Gosh, three. He went through Buds three times and oh Hell gosh. Week twice. And he kept or bailing out. Uh, he, medically. They, he'd have to recover, and he'd be like, he'd fall behind. So he was like medically discharged. It was never anything that he couldn't do. He actually passed Hell Week twice, and couldn't finish Buds. And like the third time he went through, is when he went all the way through, became a Navy SEAL. But then uh, he now he's an ultra marathon runner. That's crazy. And he did something a few years ago where he ran. So ultra marathon for those listening are over a hundred miles. They're a hundred plus are you miles. Me? Ultra marathon. Ultra. And he did eight ultra marathons and eight weekends. He would go on a Saturday That's and ridiculous. run 110 miles, and then the next weekend he go run 125 miles. The next weekend 108 miles, whatever it was. It's I'm throwing awesome. out random numbers, but they're all north of 100. And he did that eight straight weekends. But like you don't know, think the the amount of rigor you put your body through, and even more importantly, your mind, where you go, any other, even like uh, a freak athlete, think of somebody just. The, right. the greatest build and physique and like the, the, the best shape. Any NFL player yeah. or whatever. And it's like they're not going to be able to physically and definitely not mentally run 100 miles and then six days later do it again. Like your body has to recover. And he's just one of those where it's like, all right, like it's recovered. Like I'm in pain, but it's recovered enough. And he's putting duct tape and compression tape and multiple pairs of socks and he's doing a bunch of stuff like that. But it's one of those where, man, the mind is such a powerful thing. It, it really is. And you know, I played, we both played high school football growing up. Oh, yes, Which is sir. not the Navy SEALs. It ain't college football. And I was not good. Uh, yeah. I'm literally 185 soaking wet with rocks in my pockets. And I played yeah. offensive line because I was at a small oh, school. And that's, that's what happens when you can't. That's tough. When you can't run fast, you can't yeah. catch, and you can't throw. Uh, well, yeah, we'll put you at guard because yeah. we run the wing tee and we run the football 90% of the time. Oh, that's, that's a tough offense. So, uh, yeah, we did that. But. That's one thing I learned in football. Yeah. I mean, we did some hard. We're a little small country town, but I will I will boast about uh-huh. the workouts we did. They were like excruciating most of the times. I mean, you're. Uh-huh. I mean, most high school sports. If it's a good program, that's what you're going to do. So I'm not right. saying we had the best ever, but um, I mean, we've been to, we've never won a state championship. But we oh, wow. in the past eight years, I think we've been three times. Wow. Did I ever go? No. <laughs> Absolutely. Really? Oh, 185 guard, 185 yeah. pound guard does not get to the state no. championship. Yeah. <laughs> Unless you're the smallest guy. Yeah, but I mean, we would do, yeah. we would do circuits. And oh, it yeah. would be, now, when I was early in high school, it would be two rounds of yeah. this, and we would do them in February when it was cold. And people would, 
like these high school kids, like we would gain so much in muscle and weight over because we would do two circuits a week uh-huh. for four weeks. So you're only doing eight, but you were doing like okay, you had like right out like it was probably twenty to twenty five uh-huh. exercises with weight, and you would have the rhythm was the same or the time was the same for uh-huh. all of them. You would have fifteen seconds to do twelve reps. If oh, wow. you if you got caught not doing twelve, which you need to do the right weight. You have to go to the back of the line. And so it would all start off with one person in a huge line, and everybody would feed through because they would be the strongest. So they would right. you would adjust the weight, the weakest person at the back of the line. And you would go down to the squat stations. You'd have 12 squats, 15 seconds, and then you get a 15-second rest because you're resting in between the stations. Right. So, man, it was it – was, but that's th- all that to say, yeah. that's when I learned how powerful the mind was and because they would yell at us, it's all mental. And then you're, like, giving out on push-ups. You're like, oh, it's not that mental anymore. But yeah. So but yeah, a lot of it is normal though. Yeah. No, it, and he talked about the 40% rule a lot in the book, which I, I apply that. What is that? All the time. So when you feel like you're done and you can give up and like you, whatever you've done thus far has been productive and successful and like your arms are shaking and your legs are cramping, you're only at 40%. You can do 60% more. And that sounds absolutely ridiculous. Dude, he's 100% right. I do a lot of my stuff at the gym as in, uh, sets where it's like I'm doing anywhere from 20 to 50 reps and you'll do the math and it's at like I don't know man like okay you know at 20 reps 40% is 8 so if I'm doing 20 reps on bench I'll get up on that 8th yeah. and you're already sore and your chest is tight and your shoulders hurt right. and your arms are like they feel like they're about to bulge through the skin especially when you're on your last set and you go there's no way I can do 12 more mm-hmm. And you just go, well, I have to. I'm only at 40%. And I, I made myself an agreement that I'm doing 20. Yeah. And then you somehow get to the 20. And right. you go, then you go, well, shoot, dude. By the end, you go, I, I could have done like more because right. I pushed through that to 20 from eight. Right. So his 40% rule is right. And he's way, right. that dude is so hard. He is so hard, dude. Right. And there's a difference between strength and like muscle endurance. Mm-hmm. So like obviously strength is like your capabilities. Like I can only do. I can keep cranking out push-ups, but if I've got my arms locked out yeah. and I'm not going anywhere, I have a limit to how many push-ups I can do. But you're talking about endurance like running. Oh. Yeah, you can only do your capabilities before you start cramping up and falling down. But I promise you, when I hit 40%, I want to want to uh, be done. But I oh, do yeah. have a lot more to go as far as it is, like you're saying, endurance. Because mm-hmm. the pain hits, and it's not going to be a short ending. Right. Like you have to hang the the pain is hopping on your back and you're carrying it and it oh, it yeah. sucks it does suck he's man he is so he's so wise he's such a hard dude but all of his stuff too it's so applicable to life i definitely recommend the book there's some vulgar language in there he says he like you know he cusses a lot mm-hmm. not he cusses way more in his videos than he does in the book but he's just i mean he's one of those where he just doesn't make excuses and it's like man my life is riddled with excuses like little things it's like i wanted to wake up today at 6 a.m. at the latest to go run before work. Uh-huh. And then at that point, like, I woke up and I was like, nah, I'm just not going to. I'm just going to hit them <laughs> both in the afternoon because it works better with my schedule today. But yeah. then, then I'm in work. Right. And I go, shoot, dude, had I done that, I'd already be halfway done with my 75 hard. Right. And I would have had more time. Like, I knew we were doing a podcast. Yeah. And I know I'm seeing, like, Leanna for dinner. And it's like, well, shoot, at some point now I got to I gotta work in my other right. one because I was soft this morning. Right. And that's uh, 75 hard, man. If, if y'all need discipline... Yeah, talk I know about you're about that. this. Okay, dude. Oh gosh. So, okay, so what? Do you, so seventy five hard. What is it? Okay. What are you doing? It is seventy five days of you have two workouts a day, at least forty five minutes apiece. <laughs> One of them has to be outside, no matter the weather. Oh, so gosh. sometimes, dude, like David Goggins, here's how he's built different. 
if he were to do this program, he would look at the the forecast and he'd find the worst part of the day yeah. with the weather, and that's when he'd pick his outside workout. And a lot of like, there's times like I've been caught in like pouring rain several times. Literally, so I'm your neighbor. Yeah. So I saw you and Leanna out one morning. I'm I think yeah. I was dressed up for work, and I see y'all in the rain. I'm like, look at these dudes. I know we had just gotten back from our run because it was like, like she she's not a runner, but she's been running with me. She's right. been awesome. She's been killing it. Um, and yeah, so we'll go out and run. Like you just go, man. Like also too. I, I made an agreement last night that I'm going to wake up at six and I'm going to go on a run and you wake up and it's pouring rain and you go, well, I said I'm going to do it. So now I need to do it. Like that's one of those mental toughness times. Right. And so you'll do it. And then there's times that I run dude. It's 96 degrees. And I, I remember dude, day two, I went and ran, Humidity is I went just and ran five you. miles and I sweat through my shirt and it, and like it's, it like was irritating your skin because yeah. it was so humid and your shirt is so baggy right. and wet. I ended up taking it off at the end. I'm like, dude, I can't like you're, you start to chafe. You know, like it's, and there, you look, mm-hmm. there's nobody else out there because they go, what idiot is going to run around in 96 degrees right. with 100% humidity? Right. And because it wouldn't rain, it wanted to, but it wouldn't. It's like one of those. So, but now I look at it, I'm like, I'm glad I did it. Yes. You know, and then there's been times like the other night we got back from Corinth, an hour and a half away. And it, we what got were back. What y'all doing like, down there? Uh, family dinner. Okay. Uh, and then we got back, and I was like, I haven't done my second workout. And we got back at, I don't know, 11.45 at night. I think we had church the next morning too. And it's like, dude, I, I got to do it. So right. I started my timer and hit a chin up, um, sit up, uh, push up. Just did, did a whole circuit for 45 minutes in the house. Cause yeah. like, I got to do that before I can go to no, bed. That's awesome. So you have to, it's when you wake up in the morning to when you go to bed at night. It doesn't have to be from midnight to midnight. It okay. has to be when you wake up to when you go to bed, two workouts, nice. 45 minutes at least. So I was just at the gym for probably yeah. an hour, 15 doing my stuff and I'll go run for 45 minutes tonight. Uh, you have to do a gallon of water a day. You have to cut out alcohol, cheat meals, anything bad. Everything Shoot. you consume, you can pick your own diet, right. but everything you consume has to be for like the intent of getting better, of improvement. So I'm like, okay, if this does not help me improve, I don't need to eat it. So we ended up eating our Father's Day lunch at Captain D's because Leanna's dad. So my parents just moved to Pensacola, so they're far away. So I spent Father's Day with Leanna's family, and her dad is a trip. He's a funny guy. Oh, and he's a you know yeah. I've, I've gotten you know together Scott? with him before. Oh yeah, yeah yeah because he has that they did that church plan up in Arlington. Yeah yeah. And so I was oh. curious and so we got together. For oh coffee. really? He's an awesome guy. Okay yeah. You know I've Scott. only met him one time. But yeah, he's but awesome. he's a yeah. He, he, what you see is what you get. So <laughs> yeah. his uh, family tradition uh, at, at the expense of his family. Uh, they, he does Captain D's for Father's Day. He <laughs> loves Captain D's and they're all like, oh no. <laughs> but like so, Leanne and I are there doing it. The rest of them get whatever, and we get. Uh, we got grilled fish with rice and broccoli or green beans uh, and, like, water. Didn't even know they had any of that, I didn't know they had let it. alone really, water start, at Captain Dick's. And the thing is, too, like, with the discipline, like, you look and you go, okay, what's the healthiest option here? Mm-hmm. And realistically, if there wasn't that, it's like, well, I'm not eating. Yeah. And so that's what 75 hard is, is just all the self-discipline. You read every day. So I'm on day 17 today. And so, yeah, work out twice a day, gallon of water a day, take a progress picture every day and post yeah. it. I do it on a private Instagram, so I'm not posting a bunch of shirtless pics. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, so it's, uh, it's been great. 17, uh, been to Pensacola once that was kind of wild. So then yeah. on the days I wasn't moving, uh, I would go out and run, found a couple of nearby parks and I would just go for, you know, an hour, just go run, go hit like pull-ups and dips yeah, that's great. And stuff out and about. And you come back and you, you're so sweaty, you're glistening, but it's just one of those, all right, I gotta, I gotta find time to do it. Like no matter where I'm at, if I'm on vacation and just having the, the wherewithal to like know, you know, your old schedule and what your day has. And then, uh, 
not put yourself in tough situations. Do, but. You, do you think, okay, discipline's a big topic right. these days. Right. I mean, you talk about David Goggins, mm. Jocko Wilnick. Oh, you yeah, know, When dude. you're talking about waking up at 6 a.m., I listen to Jocko a little bit. He is he, so funny. Dude, he's halfway through his day at 6 a.m. Uh, that cat's up at 3, he's, deadlifting. He's, you know, he's sitting there talking talking like this. Jocko Wilnick, uh-huh. episode 243, Echo, what's Echo Charles? Echo, Echo Charles. And he's saying, uh-huh. you wake up at 6 a.m., and you're saying, oh, I don't want to get up. Because the pillow is just caressing your head. <laughs> and he's like, no, uh-huh. I'm getting up. <laughs> and he's like, key to discipline or whatever. He's like, uh-huh. you just do it. Yeah. <laughs> you just do yeah. it. No, my favorite thing, and he was talking about, uh, I think he was talking about being a father. Oh, yeah. And being uh, get you emotional right there. Right, well, talking about being a father and being uh-huh. a soldier at the same time. And I think it was sympathy for him or something. And, or like, no, learning to have a little girl. Oh, because yeah. his little girl came home, and he said this was his first lesson he learned with her. She came home, and she was crying. And he said, because, you know, to act like him, to quote him, he said she was crying because, you know, little Sally in the middle school didn't like her dress or something uh-huh. like that, and they were talking about her. And he said his first reaction and where he learned that he needed to be more sympathetic, you know, to his daughter was when he told her, he said, who cares? He goes, I get shot at during the day. <laughs> and his, his wife's like, you dude. can't do that. Yeah, that's he, a he trump card that. right there, dude. Isn't wow. That's crazy, though. That's funny. Okay, so he's circle back around. I'm talking Jocko. All right, yeah. here's the question. So discipline, self-discipline, self-help is a market these days. Mm-hmm. Which, I don't know the history of it. I don't know if it's always been like that. Of course, you've had, like, meditation and stuff, but this hard discipline stuff, this Navy like SEAL. this insanity. These, yeah, like, you, let's rewind back to the culture was completely different. Not even 1970 or, ni- I uh-huh. mean, you go to 1950, 1940, World War II, greatest generation. These guys weren't talking about that, I don't think, to the yeah. extent we are. Yeah. I'm at, right, yeah. would no, you say? yeah, like, I'd agree, yeah. Ooh, why would you say so? Dude. And I think you have a good oh, answer. Oh, dude. <laughs> this is good. I, I think it's because, oh, gosh, there's a, there's a bunch of reasons. And, of course, you and I agree that they're mostly spiritual. But it's like think about how soft and complacent we've become yes. that I think people are starting to look at it. And when you realize, like, that element's no longer there. See, in the 40s and 50s, if people just stepped up because that's what you had to do, you didn't notice people doing it because everyone did it because it was the thing to do. And now you're being told not to do that. If you do it, it's toxic. If you do that, then you're just trying to impose your beliefs. Or it's like, oh, you have too much nationalistic pride. And it's think about it. Hey, lock yourself in your home. Uber eats your fast food. We can have your groceries delivered for you. Yes, stream everything. Oh, you want to smoke weed and watch porn all day and play video games? Like we can do all that. You don't have to leave your recliner. And, the, and you live in America. The government's going to pay you and, to do uh, that. Yeah. yeah, don't go back to work. We'll right, pay yeah. you more than you'd make it work. Yeah, I was talking to my manager today at work. How every industry is hiring. Every single one is probably my feedback. Um, so anyway, uh, I think it's because there's. It's almost like the market. It's gotten so saturated with all that kind of stuff. That people like us, and not even like Christians who want to be like, I want to be a strong man and lead. People look at that and they go, where are all those people that were there in the 40s and 50s? Yeah. Because the mindset's changed. Right. So I think you start looking at it and you go, man, it's the whole uh, strong men create good times. Good times create weak men. Weak men create yeah, yeah. hard times. Hard times create strong men. That's a, I was and thinking the same thing. So I think we're in the point where it's like the weak men are creating hard times, and now the hard times are starting to create the strong men. I think that's what's going on, and there's a there's a great yeah. spiritual one I heard on a on a show one time. They were talking about historically when you look at civilizations, empires, just different societies, countries. 
there there's four levels and it's the same thing as that okay and it's it starts out with protect when you when you take this plot of land and you like say okay this is ours yeah and you conquer it and you cultivate and you go okay this is going to be our society well you have to protect and it's got to become so internally strong that you protect all the people from within and then you also protect the whole outsides yeah. so no one can infiltrate and take it over mm-hmm. well your protection gets so strong that now you can start to provide so now you start having this functioning society on the inside of the it's wall flourishing and now it's starting to take over well then you hit the point of prosperity you're so strong on the outside you're so strong on the inside it's so uh, like providential yeah. that and, and so self-sustaining that it's just prosperity. Right. And then it gets to the point where you go, we're so strong on the outside, we're so strong on the inside, we have so much abundance on the inside. Right. Everything's great. We can all provide we can throw stuff away because it's going bad. Yes. Then you get then you get promiscuous. And so you hit the promiscuity side, and that's where people go, Oh, I'm gonna do whatever my desires are. Mm. Whatever it is at this moment, like that. Because all, they can afford to do exactly. that. Exactly. Because hey, we can do that because no one's gonna take like I can I can sit around and I can watch porn and I can take unemployment right. and I can afford to be four hundred and fifty pounds and have everything delivered in my house right. because the people on the outside will make sure nobody storms into my house and says, You know what, right. you're not doing anything to, to maintain your household, I'm gonna take it over. Right. That's not gonna happen. So right. it leaves a promise you because you, you have the whole instant gratification. It's like I can do whatever I want at any time. Right. I can Uber eat some milkshake. And I can download a video game straight to my TV, yeah. and that's it. And so it's like, we're in the promiscuity. And that's right. when you go, ooh, that's when Rome falls. That's when other dynasties fall. Yeah. That's when stuff splits. That's when you become so internally weak, you get infiltrated from the outside. Yeah, That's when you sit here as like a Christian, you go, oh, yeah. Satan likes idle men and idle women. That's he true. loves them sitting around with no sense of purpose. What do we call that? That's another P. Passivity. <laughs> <laughs> Back to the garden. Passivity. Now, so that's, that's my take on all. I think... People are starting to look and they and miss I, it. That's not a stretch it. either, though. That makes total sense. And I, that probably goes into the life cycle uh-huh. of, I mean, I, I kept hearing that statistic around the past few months. I can't remember mm. what issue it was within the, it's probably because all the problems we've been having in the country or maybe uh-huh. even problems we're making up in the country. And I'm not, I'm not throwing shade on like big issues uh-huh. or saying they're not important, but there's been a lot going on to say the least. But people kept throwing right. around that stat of the life span of a country oh yeah the 250 year right and i'm sure that adds into it somewhere i'm no expert but to add you know we're both christians to even add to the christian worldview a lot of christians will sit around and this talks back to the uh affording uh following your desires i guess yeah and a lot of young adult christians are probably guilty of that or mostly guilty of this i would say Uh you sit around and you say oh what is god's will for my life well let's rewind (laughs) to christians that were coming out of World War II. They were getting yeah. back over here. War is over. They weren't sitting around saying, what's God's will for my life? Yeah. Let's think about why that is. Because they couldn't afford it. Because the name of the game then, uh-huh. and I'm not saying it's not this for anybody now, but for almost everyone back then, the uh-huh. name of the game for their life was survival. Yeah. They've got yeah. kids. They've got a family to raise. Um, they have they're not coming from money or they're like not middle class and the middle class wasn't as big as it was back then. And so it's like, I've just got to provide what's the first thing in front of me. I'm going to go do that. And I'm going to own that auto shop for the next, you know, back then they were at a job for like their whole life. We don't do that now. It's like, I'm here two years. I'm here two years. I'm I've had a taste of everything. Well, great. You're good at nothing. So, (laughs) you know, (laughs) but yeah, yeah, that's that's true. true. That like, yeah, I know it times have changed. And then you look at all the other little variables where it's like, Hey, nobody owns, People don't get married. If they do get married, they get married later. We're having like That's, a negative yeah. reproductive rate. I was talking where it's to, yeah. boy and girl get married and they have one kid. Yeah. You know? And it, 
Yeah, there's a lot to be said about that. But I was literally so my job. I'll just go ahead. Yeah, and go say, ahead and talk about it. Yeah, yeah, okay. So, so my job, I work uh, for a congressman uh, here in West Tennessee, and um, so my title is I'm a field rep. Uh, every congressional mm-hmm. district has field reps. Some have more than others, mm-hmm. just depending on the amount of miles you have to uh, to cross uh-huh. um, an area you have to cover. So, like in Tennessee, there's nine congressmen. Um, so you start with the one the first congressional district, which is in East Tennessee, and it goes one, two, three, working its way west. Uh-huh. So Shelby County or Memphis is in Shelby County, which uh-huh. is because there's multiple towns and cities in Shelby County other than just Memphis. Right. So half of Shelby County, the city of Memphis and the mm-hmm. city of Millington, that's the ninth congressional district. And so each congressional district in Tennessee uh-huh. is 700,000 people. That's how they split it up. So half of this one county mm-hmm. in West Tennessee is 700,000 people. Right. And so that would be the ninth congressional district. So the gotcha. district I work for, and this is just uh-huh. giving you perspective on population because mm-hmm. if you look at elections if you paid attention oh, yeah. to the last election with president trump and then uh you had joe biden and you're looking at these big states and they're red everywhere and then you see like a blue dot and the the race is tied in that state yeah. and like how is that little blue dot that dense of a population so back to the example i'm uh-huh. given half of this county that memphis is in is seven hundred thousand people so this congressman who Steve uh, Congressman Steve Cohen over the ninth congressional district? He has seven hundred thousand people. He only has half a county. You're right. So um, the congressman I work for, he has fifteen counties. Wow. The rest of West Tennessee almost, which is seven hundred thousand people. The same amount of people that live in these fifteen right. counties are the same that live in this half county because right. we have the other half of Shelby. Yeah. The other half that Memphis Makes is sense. in. Makes sense. Yeah. And so it's kind of crazy, which I always find that interesting when I explain it to people because I didn't know that. Yeah. I probably learned it in social studies, but I just forgot. So my job, I cover four counties. I'm a field rep, and I represent him. I'm kind of like a liaison. Yeah, I'm just like a community guy. Uh-huh. My head is not really in just all the political policy and stuff, because I'm not yeah. looking over that. I mean, I got hired to help, because I'm from one of the counties I cover. Uh-huh. I knew some people, and I guess they hired me, because I'm— uh, you. You, as you can tell, I like to talk. It's but true. You, it's but true. you listen yeah. and you pass along concerns to the congressman, and you uh-huh. and you try to represent him well in these areas when you go to stuff on his behalf. So you like talk to his constituents. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so then you're like, all right, here's their concerns. Yeah. So I talk this to. Here's what they're saying. Here's what yeah. they're asking. Here's what they like. Yeah. You go to different mayors and stuff, and it sounds like all glamorous and everything, but you do a lot of driving. Uh-huh. Um, and so yeah, so you do that. Uh-huh. Listen, forward concerns from them, and you're also that point of contact if they have something legislative wise, you can uh-huh. help forward that. To there, but I'm sure you want all the nitty gritty stories. But Dude, that's as much love, as I could say. <laughs> okay, now, now this is good, and you can speak into this for sure. How do you balance, like your role as a Christian, not just you personally? But let's just right. talk about the the Christian listening and the American. There's been a lot of uh, debate on how Christians are involved in politics, right? You know, and there's a lot that, of course, I'm very political. Right. You know, and there's sometimes maybe to a fault where it's like, hey, you're way too wrapped up in that. You need to be more focused on just like, you know, God's sovereignty and what the Bible says about this, right. and not your own political affiliation, whatever. But then there's a, the other side of that is, oh, America's not my home. I'm part of God's kingdom. Jesus is my president. Therefore, I'm not going to be involved at all. Yes. It's like, well, okay, what's your role as a Christian involving politics? And since you're doing local small town, I mean, you're not on the White House, on you know, in the right, Rose Garden. Yeah running stuff like right. you're you're out here with ordinary americans right you know mom dad sister brother yeah like you're out here talking to them so how, how do christians like should they be involved in politics yeah. how should they be involved and not even just christians just americans 
How how do we get involved in politics? How do we be a good citizen? Yeah. Do you have a pretty like Christian huh. audience? Like, what would you say? I'll answer your question. I'm just like curious. What do you? I have no do you idea. <laughs> I, I mean, I know a lot of Christians listen to it, but I also yeah. know a lot of non-believers listen to it, or people of other religions. Yeah. Well, that's cool. So, well, yeah. I'll sh- I mean, I'll sh- I was yeah. just curious how to ask yeah. that question. But I know, uh, and a lot of mostly American. It's mostly South East. Yeah. I mean, some West and North. Everybody's familiar with the Christianese yeah. that we talk, oh, yeah. I guess. Oh, gosh, yeah. So I think, let's address the two viewpoints real quick. So you have the first one that's people essentially uh-huh. are too caught up in it and the ones that are not in it at all. Right. Yeah, that's, that's it. what you said. Yeah. yeah, so this can be very controversial, uh, uh-huh. especially like small towns where I'm from. And I'm not yeah. just throwing shade on small towns, but when small towns versus like an urban area, I mean, there's a reason urban areas are more vote more Democrat or more yeah. liberal than yeah. than areas that are not. Uh, areas that are more rural tend to vote more now Republican or conservative because there's a lot less change. And right. I'm not saying, so like you see the balance of yeah. like, there's no change and then there's too much change. And yeah. it's just weird. And that can get to the holes. And, and both can be bad. If you remain right. in both those, right. they can both be bad. And I'm trying not to go too yeah. deep here because I'm going to immediately escape out of my ballpark very fast. Yeah. <laughs> I only have so much capacity yeah. of Tread knowledge lightly. here. Yeah. Exactly. And somebody can rebuke or correct me real yeah. quick. But from a Christian worldview, I will say this. Let's, I mean, because you have to pull in Scripture and address that right. we have to be fixated on things that are not seen. Right. Things that are heavenly. We have a new kingdom. Uh, right. You're a representative of Christ. An as ambassador it says. of Christ. Yeah. You're an ambassador of Christ. Uh, you're a sojourner in the land. We've been walking through the uh, First Peter at our church. Oh, yeah, we man. go to the same church, Harvest Memphis, shout yeah. out. And you go through the uh-huh. dictionary and the definition of what a sojourner means. And uh-huh. it's it's not you're just a traveler in this land or you're a visitor but you are a, was it permanent resident of, but it's not your home. It's uh-huh. like you're a, uh, um, uh, not a, re- is it like you're a refugee? I can't remember the exact definition, but he was like, go, yeah. <laughs> look, we're like looking at each other. It's like, like we've I, escaped I our, that week. <laughs> we've escaped our ballpark very fast. And so we're if we got Google somebody sojourner. smart that knows what a sojourner is, I mean, I don't, like I don't a, know what he's talking about in like the, uh, I know what it means in a, like a, I don't know, no. a geographical sense, but like, in terms of how you're saying it relating to as a Christian in the world, I've been, I was not there for that. I haven't been harvested in a minute. Sojourner definition. Look, this is the fact. This is why I like your podcast. It's so chill. Sojourner oh, yeah. is a person who resides temp- temporarily uh-huh. in a place. Right. So they're residing in a place temporarily. So that's how it's con- Christians are constantly described in the Bible because we are temporarily here. The Bible right. says that our life is like a vapor. Literally, you're smoking this cigar, and that one puff is gone now. Right. And our, our life is so quick and instant, not just Christians, but for everybody. So right. we talked about death at the beginning of the episode. And so I, I say all this to say some Christians are so fixated on mm-hmm. America and this kingdom. And I don't blame them because you know what? I haven't fought in a war for my country. I'm right. not a police officer or first responder. I'm not putting blood, physical blood, on the line for the uh, prosperity of this country. You know, right. I, I'm not. So right. I could be very naive to say this. Uh, and I'm going to be careful what I say because I, right. I, I do represent Christ, but I represent my boss too. Yeah. And so we're talking politics. But yeah. I will. I think I'm in the safe zone to yeah, say right, right. there are some Christians that do focus way too much uh-huh. on America when it's going to fade. Because if you read the book of Revelation, America is not mentioned. Obviously not specifically, but you right. know there's going to be a one-world government. And if there's a one-world government, and this can get into a lot of places, yeah. but if there's going to, and this is specifically to Christian people because people that are not Christians are going to disagree, totally fine. But if there's going to be a one-world uh-huh. government, that means America 
is not what oh, it is now, yeah. even if it's around. It could not even, it's pop- possibly that it's not around. So all I'm saying is people that uh-huh. um, that sit in their homes and they watch Fox News so much and they're so fixated in what's going on because, and you, look, here's the principle. Whatever yeah. you feed will grow. Right, yeah. Wow, that's, yeah. that's profound. But yeah. if you constantly consume so much political information, you're going to stress yourself out and you're going to see all the things going yeah. wrong that you disagree with. Whatever yeah. that may be, and you're just going to be so upset. And you know what you get focused on now? You get focused right. on the world. So the question is, how do you be in the world well, mm-hmm. but not of the world, as we Christians would say? Right, right. Yeah, because, that's good. Because if I'm just going to go remove myself from politics, well, let me just not even work a real job because I want to be all holy and everything. Actually, yeah. let me just go be a monk. And let me just nice. go sit on a mountain and just escape from society and all its problems because I need to just focus on heaven and heaven so much. Why doesn't God not call Christians to do that? Right. Because there are still people that don't know God. And my goal is to not get more people into a church or a denomination. Right. Because me and you both believe that there is a a God that created the—it's a beautiful day out here. It <laughs> is. It sure is. The God created— these cigars he created this oh. weather this humid hot weather this bailey the dog that's right here and yeah, all the beautiful some people trees. disagree he created bailey but yeah. <laughs> uh she might be a demon oh, i don't know <laughs> oh boo boo so yeah no and we won't we want people to know that god so right. to back up bailey thirty thousand. she's fine thirty thousand view uh-huh we can be fixated on the wrong thing as it said we can major in the minors. Oh, right, right. And minor in the majors. And so Christians, I think sometimes the most important thing to them is like America and, and their Christianity doesn't look any different from being a Republican. Right. Now, let's talk about being so removed. Uh, i give the funny example. I have nothing wrong with monks, but uh, Christians are not supposed to remove ourselves from the world. Like there's yeah. a reason we get saved and we experience a life transformation. We're yeah. actually given a new heart. The Bible says we become a new creation. There's a reason he didn't just like take us up with him. Yeah. Is because he actually wants to use us to lead other people to him. Right. And they can experience a God that actually knows them and loves them. And it's not, I have to go and perform these duties or these good works and tr- some uh-huh. way to get to God as we right. So, like, because that's really what every other religion out uh-huh. there, yeah. whether it's called religion or not, that's what everything is about. And you probably talked about this on here or not, but, and you know this. I mean, it's like, apologetics but oh yeah but it's all about climbing this mountain to get to god whether it's islam buddhism which buddhism i mean there's buddha but it's like it's, yeah it's more know, like for your nirvana yeah like your nirvana and then you want to do good things so you can become don't become a cow maybe become a person again whatever there's always some goal of definition of good to achieve right so you can be better on the other side yeah. because that's, one, I mean, that's hinduism straight up yeah because there's a 100 percent chance mm. you will die and no one knows what's on the other side unless you become a Christ follower and you become a new creation and you yeah. have this assurance and this hope in Hebrews as it says that you know what's going to happen on the other side. So every other religion's about getting to God. The only thing different about Christ and being a Christian uh-huh. is that God came down to us. Right. Which, whether you believe it or not, you can analyze it from an objective point of view and it's true. It's, it's like, it's the only, out of all these religions, God actually became a man was born in a dirty manger as a baby, which is why we celebrate Christmas, mm-hmm. and humbled himself enough to die on a cross for the sins of the world. If I'm God, if I'm Jesus and I'm on the right hand throne of God, I ain't leaving that. Th- I will be in heaven, you know. Oh, dude. But, which is why I'm not God. <laughs> right. Oh no, I know. Yeah, no. 
So I say all that. That's great. I say all that. There's a reason that we're in the world. And yeah. I think, and I might have a different point of view from you than this, and that's fine if we can disagree. Uh-oh, let's go. But I, I think there's a point to where we can be too engaged, where we watch too much, and we're, right. we're too much tied into current events. But I'm not to the point where you just say, turn off the TV. Honestly, I will be more saying you turn off the TV than you know, saying keep watching if it's if it's pulling something too bad. But there are yeah. bad zones in both of these. If you extreme poles, and that's the one thing I don't know if it's being America, just human nowadays. We or it's always like this, right? We hate balance because we we're on one side of the camp and we experience something new, or we learn something new, and we want to just swing. We want to throw that pendulum the other way. Yeah. And it goes the far side, and you're like the extreme in this camp, and you're like, oh, like I don't know if you go like Republican to Democrat, and you're like hating on the other forever. But to a point, there's got to be a just a healthy balance, and you got to know who you are. So, for Christians talking, I know that's a long way around to answer uh-huh. your question. We do need to be in the world, but not of the world. But I'd say for a majority of Christians, the I don't think the problem we have is being too removed. I think the problem we have is we're consuming so much and focusing on the wrong things. And I'll put right. in this last illustration of Christ called us, okay, why am uh-huh. I not being a monk? Because he, he actually said, we want you to be fishers of men. He told these these literal fishermen, I want you to go fish for men, help bring them into my kingdom. So I think as Christians, we, right. we're fishers of men. We're in this metaphorical boat. And we know that the country's going downhill. We know the world's leading up to uh, end times. And so this boat, and you could, because I mean, anybody, you don't have to be a Christian to look around and see that bad things are happening oh, yeah. and the world's not the way it should be. The boat is slowly sinking. But I think the problem a lot of Christians have, we want to put all, all of our time, energy, and effort. So you can uh-huh. imagine my left hand, my right hand, my left foot, my right foot. And the boat's sinking from these little bitty holes because the boat's not perfect. And we want to put all our time and energy. I've got my, imagine like a comical, I've got my uh-huh. left foot stretched over here on one hole i've got my right hand plugged this other hole Uh to keep water from coming in the boat to stop the boat sinking you don't have enough arms and legs to do it. it's impossible you're not god the boat's gonna sink the problem is christians are doing that trying to keep the boat from sinking even though it will and they're not spending enough time fishing for men and trying to get their fishing in before it's all said and done but there's a balance yeah, right, because true. you can still that's have great. a left foot on a hole, right? So you can probably do a little more fishing, and that goes into a whole other conversation. We're yeah, not that's God. tough. Yeah, that's yeah. tough. But that's hopefully, good. that sheds like a very interesting perspective, and maybe like, I don't know. What do you think? No, I mean, I'm, I'm not I'm, an expert. No, I'm not either. I just have a podcast that I ramble on. Uh, but yeah, no, it's it's tough because I've talked I talked to other Christians, and of course, I talked talked to a lot of non-believers about stuff. And what's crazy is I talk to man, I just really enjoy talking to people who think differently. But at the end of the day, we have so much more alike. Yeah. And even I talked to somebody who is like, I'm a very Christian conservative person. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't say I'm a Republican. No offense to your boss. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not a Republican. I'm not a yeah. big fan of Republicans. Yeah. But I'm a Christian. Yeah. Therefore I'm conservative. Um, but I talked to like, I'll talk to a, a very like liberal free spirited, like agnostic and we'll talk about what's going on in life, what's going on in the world, what's going on in Wall Street, with yeah. big tech, everything going on, all the current events. And we'll talk about just our day-to-day lives, what we want to get out of lives, what our goals are as men or as mm-hmm. men and women, whatever it is. And at the end of the day, it's like we all kind of want the same things out of life. We all kind of want the same things out of our, our job and out of our community. And as an American, a lot of times it's like, I just want to be left alone. 
I, I want to be able yeah. to go to work and provide for my family, and I want to be able to give money away and help people who aren't in the same situation. Right. And I want to leave this world better than I found it. You have all these Just ideals. Have a family. Yeah. yeah. It's like you look and you go, okay, we all want the same things out of it. We might have different ideas of how to get there, but at the end of the day, we all want the same thing out of it. So it's like, well, we really need to talk about it because. You know, again, like I think there's a lot more in common than there right. is um, like uncommon. But then it's t- what's tough is, oh gosh, just are you talking about really, just for Christians or I'm, for life? I'm talking just and even talking just as Americans. Like, what does it mean okay. to be a citizen? Yeah. The tough thing is what we're seeing now. This is where I get real. This is where I actually start getting riled up about stuff. Okay, I see you Uh-oh. sitting up now. I'm I feel sitting, like you're about oh. to jump me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm amped. Uh, is when you see the real extreme changes we're making. Yeah. And and, there, and the, some of these initiatives and some of these proposals that they're pushing, and you go, okay, there's a lot of people oh, yeah. that are just like they're. I think there's. Let's say there's 350 million Americans. Realistically, out of 350 million, there's only a couple thousand who are really in charge who can like start propitiating some of these new like incentives. Yeah. But out of even those couple of thousand, there's really only like a few hundred that really want this and really believe in it. Yeah. And. They're way outnumbered, but they keep screaming, and they're so loud, and they're so annoying, but they're so they're resilient, mm-hmm. they're persistent, they're consistent, they're all these things, and you get to the point where you just go, okay, fine, fine, we'll give it to you, but it's like, but it's, but it's not good, it's detrimental, but yeah, but they won't shut up, so we're just going to give it to them. It's like, yeah, but now what's going to happen next time? They know what to do, and so they keep doing it. So you're seeing these insane changes happening that are not for even you talk to people. I'm seeing some of these polls would be like something super insane that looks very progressive, very leftist. And it's like 87% of the Democrats poll disagree with it. Like if 87% of their own, you know, political party disagree with it, well, why are they giving in to the 13%? It's like, well, because they're loud. Yeah. And so it's tough as a Christian because you go, well, I know at the end of the day, like I will never achieve justice. I know Christ will have to come back. I know he'll restore order. I know that all of this evil that's being done right. on earth like will be accounted for in heaven. And right. in fact, it's already been paid for through the cross of Calvary. I get all that. Mm-hmm. But it's tough when you go as a Christian to go, well, there's a lot of evil going on around me, Yeah. but I'm just going to go hands off because, right. you know, even stuff like critical theory. And I talked to Christians, you know, we had classes at Harvest. And right. I, I go, I don't know a ton about critical theory. Let's talk through it. Well, as a Christian, it's evil. Right. And you look at it and it's evil. And there are some good intentions with it where it's like, hey, there's a lot of wrongs in the past. How we can start mm-hmm. writing some of these wrongs? And you go, okay, I'm okay with that as a Christian because we believe in racism right. and injustice and oppression mm-hmm. and discrimination. All that's in scripture. You can't look at it as, you know, out of this stuff as a mm-hmm. Christian and be like, no, there's no racism. You're an idiot. Yeah, mm-hmm. there is. There's plenty of it. It's like you have a different idea of how to achieve it. And so as a Christian, you go, yeah, we do need to address some of that. But then they go, oh, you need to start like, segregating people and like hating everybody who doesn't look like you mm-hmm. and you go well that's not biblical but now it's in the military now it's in colleges now it's in fortune 500 companies mm-hmm. and that's where i go as a christian to go okay then what's the point of being a christian if you're not going to step up and fight against it mm-hmm. that's where I, I find the tough balance right there whoever is in charge whoever this thousand people are that are doing this they believe in it and even if they are loud and annoying like they're getting it done and i admire that because they believe in it, and they're willing to fight for it to the point that Coca-Cola starts pushing diversity <laughs> training, and they get it done. And then all of us as Christians are like, well, I mean, Jesus is going to win. It's like, yeah, but, but what's the point of being a Christian if you don't right. believe in anything, don't fight for anything, don't stand for anything? Well, that's the thing. That's where it's tough. That's it, your balance. Well, you see an empty of ambition there, the, like a 
not an empty uh, a lack of ambition or I, I don't absence, even want to I don't know and yeah an absence of ambition I don't even know if ambition's the right word but, but there is a like a passivity there they're like they're not doing anything and my argument I don't even know if we disagree because like I'm a, in agreement with standing up for truth but it's yeah. it's all about if we go back to the illustration yeah you can put all your arms and legs plug in the holes right or because I and I don't I'm not saying it has to be uh, either or. But plugging all the holes to keep the boat from sinking, which would be America, or actual fishing for men. Right. I feel like your focus has to be, like, our focus can only be on one thing. Yes, you can be a good father, yeah. uh, a good mother, and a good husband or a good wife at the same time while being a good employee, while being a part of whatever chamber of commerce, while being an alderman. Like, you can wear these hats and do them well. I mean, yeah, there's a principle if you have more irons in the fire, you're likely to get burned. Yeah. But as far as, like, direction or for the sake of even my metaphor, I feel like it is one or the other. I can keep a foot on one hole, you know. Uh Tell me if the metaphor is just losing its value (laughs) because it's not making (laughs) it. But I can keep a foot on one hole to keep water from coming in while I fish for men. But my focus is still on fishing for men. Does that make sense? It's like you said, you're buying yourself time. I'm just saying the guys that, the most Christ-like people I've seen that have seen, like they have just wanting to see more people come to salvation. It, they're not these guys that turn off their TV and don't look at Fox News. But honestly, they're not the guys that are involved in their local like Republican Party per per se. And I've seen some guys like, and I was I've seen both. I, I will say that. But yeah. honestly, the guys that I've I've seen like I would say hungry for people to come to Christ right. to the point of like they're doing. Like door to door evangelism, which sounds like Jehovah Witnesses or whatever, yeah. but like they go door to door and they're like, "Hey, is there any yeah. way we can pray for you?" And that's it. Right, right. Like we just went like with COVID nineteen. I mean, we were doing some door to door stuff. We'd be distanced, but like we know it's crazy stuff going on right now. But is there any way we can pray for you? And these guys that were taking us and leading us out, like, I mean, they keep up with what's going on. And I, I've thought about this a lot, and I've kind of hit a wall in my thinking because I mean, I, I honestly don't know. But if I, if it had to be one or the other. I wanted to be fishing for men and for souls. Now it's, and you're asking me in my job, which is completely contrary because I'm in politics in a way, like I'm working in politics, but I'm not this guy that's, I mean, you have more interest in the political realm. Even Robbie, who was with our, uh, you know, our emerging Uh leaders group, like he has more interest in politics. I mean, he had an internship on the Hill. Yeah. Like, are you? Who's Polly Sy, man? I I feel like everybody's had an internship on the Hill except me, but (laughs) you know. (laughs) Dude, one day, man, one day. But I don't know, man. I feel like there has to be more of a focus from Christians of wanting to be fishers for men because we look for so much value and entertainment or adventure in things other than following Christ. Right. And like, of course, there's only so much in the Bible what the apostles did in the New Testament, but none of them were trying to fix Rome, I don't think. Now, granted, yeah. we're looking at apostles, not these guys that got saved that were the Roman guards. Eventually, right. probably All in your Roman centurions and stuff. Uh, yeah. Eventually, in Roman government, and because they had to be salt and light, right? You know, they had to go for what's best with human flourishing. Because, as Robbie told me one day, I'll quote Robbie: "God cares about human human flourishing. You know, why shouldn't Christians? We do stand up for that. That's like our natural gravitation. Mm-hmm. But as far as that extra like right. energy that we give, that extra focus, that ambition, I will say." Uh-huh. What was Paul's ambition? It was to go and preach Christ where Christ was not known. And I feel like a lot of us are so tied to America that we wouldn't know if God was calling us to become a missionary overseas or not because we're too caught up in our world where we're at. And mainly, we're not praying about that anyway. It's like, that's a whole different conversation. You don't have to go overseas. You can be a missionary where you're at. But you get my point. Yeah. And so it's a tough conversation. 
and a deep one and probably something I need to chart out on a dry race board or something and all the ways of thinking you can take yeah. it uh, because it's got so many layers and it affects all your different yeah. worldviews and everything. But yeah. it's interesting to say yeah. the least. No, yeah. And just kind of just kind of piggybacking off you. It, it's what's crazy too is all the stuff we see that's wrong. It's like, dude, no government program fixes. We know that. Right. Like there's no way you can put however many billions of funding into like re-education right. to make everybody like other people more. It's mm-hmm. like you're never going to get, let's say, just a terrible example. You're never going to get like a Klansman and a Black Panther to sit down and have coffee together and talk about their differences. Mm-hmm. If they already are like almost like uh, predisposed to hating each other mm-hmm. from whatever they believe and whatever they're surrounded by, whatever they're being taught. It's like, okay, until that heart change happened, until it's like, oh, dude, this is also an image bearer. Right. Like I had no control over my skin color and you didn't either. Right. So why why are we gonna sit there and hate each other over it? Like mm-hmm. until you have that realization, which it is, like if if you're out here fishing for men, then it's like, dude, I don't need to push critical theory on kindergartners right. to make them like, Hey, you were already gonna play kickball with a Mexican kid in your class, but now like you really need to play kickball with him because we're teaching you. It's like the kid was already gonna do it. Yeah. You know, uh, because you looked at him and was like, Yeah, he looks different than me, but he he's human and we're friends, so we got a lot in common, we like the same sports teams and uh, they live in the same neighborhood, whatever it is. Yeah. It's like you already have that there. And I don't know. It's like, again, like what you, what, what you feed grows or whatever you said earlier. Mm-hmm. It's like, hey, you just sit there and look at, okay, this is also another one of God's creation. I'm naturally going to love this person. Yeah. And if they come to me and say, hey, here's all the experience uh, that, I, that I've had in like this one area that we're talking about and right. it's all been bad experiences. And you go, oh, shoot, okay, yeah. there's some validity there. I'll hear you out. What can we do to change it? Like, right. I don't need a government program. Right. If we're all, you know, image bearers of Christ. Right. Oh, shoot. Okay, great, dude. Let me help you out then. Yeah, let's start rewriting legislation because that's, yeah. that's evil. And the last thing I want to be is naive here because it depends on the severity of the policy that's in place, too. Right. Because if we're talking about a conversation of, okay, the government's spending way too much money and there's going to be inflation and we're already in so much debt. Yeah. We're in so much debt and we're giving three times the amount cities need. Uh, in this American rescue plan, or like whatever, yeah. and we're giving that stuff out, that's a different conversation than abortion. Yeah. It completely is, because it's life or death. Now, there, I, I might just, you know, I may, you disagree with both or, or whatever, but there is a difference, yeah. there's a different level of severeness. Oh, yeah. When we talk about abortion versus, oh, they're giving up too much money. Right. And so, when I talk about, and I don't want anybody to say, I'm just talking about turn your TV off and don't pay attention to news because I think a Christian should know what's going on because I think you should be a good citizen. Yeah. I don't think you should be an obsessed citizen by any means because we're mm-hmm. sojourners in the land. We're here for a temporary time. So that's the weird balance. And I don't think anybody's going to get it right. Oh, yeah. Perfectly. It's just not yeah. going to happen. But I'd rather be on the side of I'm more focused on fishing for men than I am in this country, which it sounds completely dumb to say yeah. and if I talk to a guy that fought in World War II he would take that a different way because maybe the severity was different and I'm not right. trying to be naive or disrespectful anyways because I'm so thankful for people that have because I'm right. just this kid who grew up in Tennessee I've had a great life uh, compared to yeah. a lot of a lot of people in this world I've had two loving parents I literally grew up in the same house my whole life uh-huh. like I'm spoiled to a sense compared to a lot of the world yeah. and here I am talking about this so it becomes a different conversation probably for me when we start talking about persecutions that's going to come oh, and then yeah. you start talking about these HR bills that are being passed around that'll probably affect the freedom in churches because of who they got to allow to work at the church and right. uh, all these things that go against religious freedoms that's where 
it starts breaking the mold a little bit, right? right? That's where it starts becoming more serious. And that's where Christians, you know, start getting outspoken a lot more. So I don't know, man. Like yeah. I said, I'm not an expert. I don't know everything. And everything I probably just said, somebody's probably like, you're an idiot. Well, yeah. most of the time we'll I see. guess I am. Yeah. People will be so excited for my first episode back. And they'll be halfway through it and be like, oh, this sucks. <laughs> just like, this I guy is lighting a it, cigar. Yeah. It's a how-to tutorial. Yeah. And then they get to the discipline part. And they're like, this is good. This is good. I'm going to start running more. And then they go, wait a second. They're blasting my political ideologies. Now we're talking about religion. That's right. And abortion. I'm, dude. I'm, I'm going to have a Life Choices, a couple oh, of people yeah. from Life Choices on here soon, which is a pregnancy center in Memphis. Oh, that'll be good. Yeah, so got to send them an email. Um, so that'd be a good one to talk about just abortion and just all the stuff yeah. they're doing uh, against it, but also because just like wrong. alternatives yeah. to it, man. It's a, it's, a pretty, it's a pretty big issue, and as Christians, that's kind of like the issue of our day. Um, oh, look at Boo Boo Bear. She loves you. Yeah. Oh, she's all over you. Mm. Um, yeah, dude, that's great. That's some good stuff right there. That, that was, yeah. You we talked a lot about good stuff. That yeah. was a lot of deep stuff. I didn't yeah. expect, I thought we were just going to talk about talk CrossFit. About, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's true, man. Anything else you want to hit on before you, uh, before you leave? Dude, man. I'd love to have you back on and talk more about stuff, dude. Maybe even do like a, a little series since we uh, uh, live next door to each other. That's exactly right. We'll call it the, uh, neighbor series or something. Yeah. We'll come up with like, a West, name. Weston and Weston. Man, oh, I, boo-boo. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. my first name's Weston, your last name's Weston. Somebody dude. make that connection. Wow. Starstruck dude. here. Dude, that's crazy, man. That's some wild stuff right there. Yeah, anything else you want to hit on? Uh, talk about Long Run Pockets. Anything good coming up? Anything planned? Man, People to be watching for? Nothing else, man. I'm just like every young adult out there trying to figure out my life. Dude, just see what God's will for my life is. What's God's will for my life? Yeah, yeah. and then listen to all the advice from all the people that are 30 mm. years older than me, and they're still trying to figure out the same yeah. thing, apparently. So yeah, so I don't never, know how I'll far I'm going to get. Yeah. <laughs> you, need, you read Wild at Heart yet? No, That's I just good, read yeah. uh, Do Something. Oh, yeah? Have you read that? Uh, it's by, uh, wait, I don't uh, know. Actually, Kevin no. DeYoung? No, I haven't read it. No, That's wait, hold good. on. Yeah, I have. I have it in my, no, I haven't read it. It's on my shelf. It's pretty good. Maybe I'll knock it out after Can't Hurt Me. It'll probably make you get engaged after you read it. Dude, we already looked at rings the other day. Oh, uh, you did? Yeah, there's a nice I mic heard. drop for the follow. I called Annabelle the other day. Oh, really? His sister. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Have you had her on here? No. I mean, I can. <laughs> I mean, I don't know what you want to talk about. She's about to about to move. I'm seeing her next week in Pensacola. Yeah, dude, crazy. Yeah, talk to... It's so weird. I'd love to talk. have a relationship series since... I've learned a lot about relationships, baby, in this last... In 2021, so learned a life. lot. You think Bailey wants to smoke this thing? She'll eat it. She legitimately will eat it. Okay. Because, like, that. you'll throw your, like, little, like, nub of your cigar when it's done. And you come in the next day and it's long gone. Or I'll, I'll leave it up there to, like, kind of air out. If I, like, smoke half it, I'm going to come back later and smoke the other one. Mm-hmm. If the wind knocks it off or if she can get up to it, it's gone. It looks like a flower. That's disgusting. I know. Dude, she She's a gross dog. Look at her laying down like a pig. Man, um, this was fun, though. This, this was, a was. Blast. Yeah, Dude. Long Run Podcast. You can look up our stuff. I mean, we haven't yeah. posted once since February, but if you... Uh, <laughs> hey, enough time to binge, dude. Yeah, you yeah. enough time to binge. Yeah, well, how many episodes do you think you have? Oh, heck. I don't know. Maybe... We did three seasons, but at least more than 30 or 40 or something like uh-huh. that. I don't know. We've been uh, doing it on and off since like 2019, I think. Okay. That's pretty good. Pretty seasoned. Uh, and you start 75 hard one. Yeah, so I'm starting 75 hard on Saturday, which Dude. I've been doing some of the disciplines on and off, um, yeah. like trying to read more, obviously working yeah. out and stuff like that. Let me read you what oh, I got. 
Yeah. Uh, yeah. I want one more thing to talk about before you leave. Okay. After so that. let me read you what I got. And I've been experimenting. I was going to start last week, but went uh-huh. to Panama City this week. Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> hell Dude. yes. Game over. Dude, got so sunburnt on my back. I'm pretty fair skinned. I got more yeah. freckles than I think there are blades of grass in your yard right now. Yeah. And <laughs> Stars so, anyways, in the sky. <laughs> yeah, dude. So, anyways, starting Saturday. I'm doing five minutes of scripture memory review plus a weekly verse every week. So wow. I say five minutes, it ends up being more, but just right. to get me more motivated to do it. I'm drinking half a gallon of water. I don't know how you drink a whole gallon dude, of water. Leanna drinks a gallon. I can't. Literally, I'm soft, dude. I'm you drinking are. This Memphis tap water and this it's metal. It's just the it's nectar just, of the gods, and you can't even drink a gallon. No, man, I need to get like a, Memphis water is the greatest tap water. You can go to an old rusty water fountain in a building from the <laughs> '40s, and it's killer. So I'm doing that, giving God time every day, whatever that looks like, read the Bible, praying. Um, and then I'm doing one workout every day plus extra strength. So I work, So I work out a CrossFit gym, so it's pretty aerobic. There's obviously like a lot of muscle endurance stuff that's incorporated in that, but it, I can miss out on like just straight yeah. bench press or like yeah. concentrated like bicep curls and stuff like that. So I want to do more strength stuff. Oh, wow. And then I want to. So You're only much. doing one workout a day though? Yeah, I'm only doing one workout a day. I'm soft. Soft. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, but I'm doing, I'm going to max out push-ups every day and try to oh, add wow. one every day. You mean like straight, just do one time, see how many you get? Yeah, yeah. So or, like, okay. I, I did a few this week. I did like 44, 43 the first day, then got 45 the next day. Goal is to nice. add one every time. Bailey, get off me. Um, and Bailey. then as far as the diet, yeah, no fried foods or sugar. That's tough for a coven and, boy. And there, <laughs> no sweet tea. There's sugar in like everything though, but no desserts. No like oh, straight yeah. sugary stuff. I know that's a tough one. I'll so, be honest. That, it that's is. been tough. No, that I'm a. I don't know how I'm not diabetic. Mm-hmm, really, dude. I literally. If you yeah. put a box of Gibson's donuts, some people be like, yeah, I go and I'll smash like three of them. Oh, I'm so guilty. No, I'll eat the whole box. Like that'll be my dinner. Uh huh. And then I'll go eat dinner dude, later. Happy, happy dad boss season. Yeah. So scripture memory, water push ups. No foods or, sh- or no fried foods or sugar. I'm gonna read ten pages of a book every day, and uh-huh. that's essentially it. I start that on Saturday, and so the biggest thing is tracking your progress. Oh yeah. Um, I would say with discipline because you have to. Discipline is hard. It's the word being discipline. You have to remove as many barriers as you can. So if you're not wanting to eat junk, stop buying junk food and putting it around your house. Because if you're tempted, you're going right. to do it. Yeah. Or you want to have an accountability partner like you and Leanna right. are doing. So yeah, for got, me, yeah, and three other buddies at home doing it. Yeah, well, that's a big group of us. Yeah. yeah so for me, I, th- I just dropped off my buddy. He's headed back to Arizona. We went to high school together. Uh-huh. Uh, so he lives out there. Dropped him off at the airport. He's like, man, I'm gonna. He was working for my room today. Uh-huh. He's a he does like transportation, uh-huh. booking truckloads. And so I have it on a dry race board in there, each category. So yeah. I'll X them out as I do them that day. Because the rule with 75 hard is if you miss one thing of one day, you start you, over. Yeah, yeah. So I'm looking at September 8th, I think, from this yeah. Saturday is my 75 days. And I've also got like the to-do list on my phone oh, to check yeah. them off. There so it's go. just as much as I can do to keep them in front of my face. That'll work. And what's cool about like 75 hard is different if you're just going to say, oh, I want to just... Yeah, I want to work out more, or I want to do these things. It's almost like creating. Have you heard like smart goals before? Uh huh. So accurate. I think I heard this from Dave Ramsey. Smart goals are goals that actually get done. Because when uh-huh. people say, like, if Isaac, if you say, I just want to lose more weight. Oh yeah. It's not going to get happen. How's until that happen? You, yeah. You have to set like a tangible goal. So like the acronym SMART for uh-huh. goals is they need to be specific, measurable, uh-huh. attainable, relevant time based uh-huh. so time huh. ba- time based is a big thing with the 75 hard because yeah, you know you're just because if you're like oh i'm gonna just do it till however long there's no motivation like there's right. no finish line right 
Now, granted, it doesn't matter if you do your 75 days and you eat a whole king cake from New Orleans after it. Like, right, right. Like, it doesn't matter. But you did the 75 days, and you, which, and you gained so much from that. Yeah, right. So there's yeah. a lot of more benefits if you're making them SMART goals. Look up the acronym if you need help just trying to achieve goals in life. But, mm-hmm. but yeah, man. That's a lot. Uh, real quickly, you just got back from Serbia. Yeah, I just yeah. Remember, I remember you and Robbie did the Murph at 1 a.m., your time. Yeah, dude. Uh, which I thought was wild. I mean, that, that's some discipline right there. You're on a mission trip. On Memorial Day, Eating like and, junk, man. and you're doing the Murph we ate like with crap. Robbie Flack, the goat. the the pillar of health. <laughs> that dude is a freak, man. He's a stud. And you guys are out there doing the Murph at one thirty in the morning. Dude, uh, we I'm did. Like, that is awesome. On a mission trip in Eastern Europe. Dude, That's sick. We got in, and we had just ate a killer dinner somewhere. Like, I'm talking about we had the whole spread. Like, right. When you say mission trip, you probably think of, like, building houses in Africa or something. Mm-hmm. No, dude. We were shacked up in this nice, like... Bible college, uh, getting amazing food. Like, we literally had donuts one morning for breakfast. Oh, man. And then we literally had hot dogs for breakfast one morning. The Serbian, a Serbian's diet is almost equivalent to a sixth grader, I think. Oh, like, wow. Like, it's like whatever the school lunch is. Like, yeah. it was, but it was good, though. And yeah, so we got in, long story short, we got in, and I was like, Robbie, we're going to do this Murph. And he just kind of looked at me and he was like, Yeah, <laughs> we're going we're to do it. Uh-huh. And so we couldn't do pull ups, so we did like, uh, it would be like, I saw lying, your little, like yeah. lying on the ground, pull-ups. Yeah. We had to like rig ourselves up on this like ladder uh-huh. and elevate our feet. So it was almost like a row in a way. Oh, yeah. But it, might, I don't know. It could have been tougher because it's, it's different. A diff- it's a different muscle, but it was about the same. Uh-huh. You could get it out. And how'd y'all do again? Uh, I did 43 minutes, I think. What did you do? Uh, 41? It was like 40 minutes, 44 seconds or yeah, something Yeah, you like beat that. me. It was just shy of 41. Which yeah. I was the first time I ever did it. I don't really know if that was good or not until I, I saw some other people's times. Yeah, did you break it up like Cindy? Yeah, I didn't do it. Um, straight? You didn't do yeah, straight. what's the word? Uh, un, Prescribed? Uh, yeah, there's Strict? A, there's a different word. It's like uh, un... Unbroken? Yeah, it's it's a weird like that. Uh, oh, I just blanked on the word. I shouldn't have thought about it. Yeah, no, I did it. I would do 30 squats. Scaled? No, I can't remember. I'll look. <laughs> it's like 30, I did 30 squats, and then I would go inside and hit 20 pull-ups. Yeah. And then I hit 10 push-ups. Yeah. And then I would check off one. So I ran my mile. Then I did my 30, my 20, my 10. And right. I checked it off. Came back out 30, 20, right. 15 10. Rounds. And I did that 10 times. 15. Oh, you were doing different. Yeah. Well, it 15. was 300, 200, 100. Oh, so I did okay. the, I did it like, yeah. Oh, you broke it up into 10 rounds. Yeah. I did. That's tough. I did. And I did that. And I got Did your done. push-ups? How did you do that? Dude, I don't know. I'm going to be honest. I, okay, I realized I was going to do it that day. Sometime like that afternoon, because I was going to go for a run that. that day. I love that. And I was like, I'm going to do the Murph today. It's Memorial Day. And I was here alone. I was like, all right, I think I'm, uh, I'm trying to remember. That's yeah, pretty good. You did it, it 10 rounds. Is, I mean, because my dude, push-ups were starting to give it, out. It was hot. Dude, I, 15 rounds. I was only doing, you did how many push-ups? I would do 20. I was it, doing 10 push-ups. On my, on my seventh round was the first time I couldn't do 10 chin-ups or yeah. pull-ups. I couldn't do my 10 pull-ups. Or I hit like seven. And then I did like 15. And then after my 15th push up, I like rest up at the top. Yeah. And so my last like seventh, eighth, ninth, and 10th, I couldn't do the squats. You could do 30 straight, but yeah. the other ones I couldn't do the 10 straight and the 20 straight. I had to stop at like, I do seven and I'd hang there and kind of catch my breath. I'd hit my eight, nine, 10th pull up. And then you go down and you're all, then I, I all afternoon, I'm like, it's going to suck. It's going to suck. It was hot. Mm-hmm. It was like 90 degrees. And it was like right after work, I knew I was going to go. I was going to Leanna's family's for like a Memorial Day, like cookout. Yeah. So I knew I had somewhere to be. And so I was like, all right, I, it's going to suck. Just knock it out. Just go for it. And I think I kept telling myself how bad it was going to suck. 
just to psychologically prepare myself. And then when it actually happened, I was like, that wasn't as bad as I thought. Yeah. I thought that last mile would suck. Yeah. But I pulled in like, dude, I don't know how. I think there were angels. Because I pulled in like maybe just, just over a seven-minute mile on that next one. That's pretty good, man. I don't even know how. Wow. I have no idea. I'm not some health freak. So you did, what was your, your training, like workout regimen before going into Murph? You uh, weren't doing 75 hard. Uh-uh. Were you, still, were you working out? Because yeah. you were losing, you've been, yeah, you lost been, 40 pounds yeah. since December, you said. <laughs> that's lost, awesome, yeah, I'm man. Um, so that's why 75 hard, I don't know how much progress, like weight-wise, I've made. But uh, yeah, I mean, I would run. But you've been working out. Yeah, more, I've been running like in the past six. Yeah, months. I do. I do pull ups a lot at the house. Okay. I don't really do push ups. I started doing more push ups in April, and I just started going back to the gym, like two weeks earlier. So right. I started lifting weights about two weeks earlier, and I do pull ups about every day, and I run uh, probably four times a week. Now I'm running about seven times a week. Really? Because of seventy five hard, you have to. You have to do you know twice a day, uh, um, every day. Did you so, wanna, do you want to come to the gym with me next week? You can get a free free week. A CrossFit. Oof, CrossFit Black man. Book, man, dude, you'd love it. I might. That's, that's, see. I'll, the danger. I mean, the danger is I've you're done gonna a couple like times, it. and I was like, eh, that's whatever. But maybe that's I'll get fun, there man. and like the camaraderie. I hate even to drop that word because people are starting to roll their eyes. Always a cult. I'm yeah. not even this guy with the six yeah. pack. Yeah. <laughs> but I like the I like the community uh-huh. aspect and just the. I'll come sometime. I mean, I'm not. I'm definitely not opposed to it. I love. I love my week. workouts. Next week, one but, week for free. Yeah. All right, I'll go with you. All right. We'll do it. You'll be in your 75 hall. You said it on this podcast. I want I you to know. Now someone's going to follow up with me. Mm-hmm. Like, did you do CrossFit? Like, no, I just stayed at home and did like lifts. You'll love it. You know, our, my gym uh, uh-huh. owner, he's Serbian. Oh, no So kidding. he was like telling me what I needed to eat oh, over there nice. before I went Donuts over. and hot dogs. And you know, yeah. the fr- his name is Milos. Oh, so wow. So you spell it like Milo Sweet Tea. So of the first, course. of course, me, mm-hmm. some hick from West Tennessee, <laughs> I come in there and I'm like, uh. Hey, hey, Milo's. You missed your Milo's. I, I said, hey, Milo's. He kind of looked at me. It's Milo's. I was like, oh, <laughs> what is that? <laughs> like, what is that? Like, are you sure you're saying it right? <laughs> I was yeah. like, are you in the Serbian mob? <laughs> yeah. Did he do his two years of service? Was he over there at the time? Uh, you know, he was actually in the Marines. Oh, wow. So he's over. Wow, good for him. But he's tough. This guy sounds way dude, tough. He would be a great guest. Let's get him on. Dude, he's hilarious. Funnier than you? Oh, dude. He's oh, completely. Yeah. Like, he's... He's freaking hilarious, man. Let's bring him on. Yeah, we should. That'll work. All right, man. That'll work. Follow me. You gotta finish your cigar too. Take it. Take it with you. Take people, it for the road. People are gonna look at. Honestly, I don't even want to tell people how much it's gone down. I think it's been a millimeter. Yeah, it's like people smoke more in cigarettes than you had in a cigar. That's all right though. It's first time. First time, baby. Not, not bad over here. Well, I couldn't even make it to the episode. I was over there choking half the time. I was giving you all the air time. I was like, I need to talk. Yeah, more. I know. Yeah, I know. I'm supposed to interview this guy. He's throwing up over here. All right, what so. time we got? <laughs> Dude, hour 25, can't beat it with a stick. Are you kidding me? Dude, no. We're rolling, man. First one back, <laughs> though. People like this. it. <laughs> All right, Weston, thanks for coming on, dude. Any uh, any final advice, book recommendations? <sighs> book recommendations. Anything you just want to leave people with? Just words of wisdom. Words of wisdom. If you didn't have any yet. <sighs> dude, that's a tough one, man. I don't know. Think about what you're living for. Uh, set good goals. Uh, think about 10 out of 10 people die. You know, what do you mm-hmm. think is going to happen at the end? And, uh, I mean, hey, where are you spending your time, money, and resources? What are you living for? Is it really worth it in the end, I guess? I don't know. That's good. That's kind of what I think. Is good book recommendations or not? Book recommendations. I'm reading a lot of Christian books right now. Uh, what did I, I just read Just Do Something. So uh-huh. if you're a Christian young adult, that's a good uh-huh. book. Um, it'll probably just make you get married to whoever you're dating right now and just cause you to do something. But Uh-oh. I don't I don't agree with everything in the book, but if you haven't read it, it it's uh-huh. a good that's short. Good. If It's a good short read if you're looking for just some decision making right uh inspiration that'll work kevin DeYoung. young all right weston thanks for coming on dude thanks for getting me back 
In the saddle. Back in the ground. Yeah, back in the saddle, baby. Cattle Call Podcast. Cattle Call Podcast. Good was, to be here. Dude, Weston Downing of the Long Run Podcast coming on. Good so to be here, So thank you man. very much. <laughs> thank you, sir. <laughs> yeah, thank you. All right, well, we'll see you on the other side. Man, that feels good to say. <laughs>